Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. the coffee and concealer podcast tonight we are joined with victoria smith in no relation to jane smith i just need to throw that out there first they are not cousins or related um and she's actually a stress reduction coach and her business is stress less ladies she also has a podcast so welcome fellow podcaster thanks for having me you're welcome your podcast is called girl tries life right yes amazing and you've been doing it for far longer than we have so thanks for paving the way (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, but you've had some absolutely killer guests on in such a short period of time. So kudos to you. I think it was COVID. People had nothing to do. So they were like, yeah, I'll come Mm -hmm. on your podcast. (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Amazing. So how long have you been doing the podcast? I think it's about 2017 ish. Um, It was just before my, it was before my daughter was born and she turns three this weekend, which freaks me out. So, Um, so yeah, it's been a while now, but it's been, it's been a bit of a ride. It's had an evolution of like what I wanted it to be and what it is now. Yeah. But I've so loved the process and and I can imagine it's the same for you. Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot more work, I think, than people realize and like what goes into it and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, Um, But it is rewarding, especially if you have like some amazing guests. So I'm excited to talk to another podcaster. Yeah. I feel like you're the first. (laughs) Oh, well, Jessica. I'm just hoping we can do justice compared to hers. Yes. I was telling her how catchy her theme tune is and how I literally like bust in the move in my seat. It's so good. I love it. I don't have the banter. You guys have banter. We didn't until Jane came. Well, (laughs) it was just me. Listen, I loved that Marion, uh, Marion Hagen. Holy moly. What time of the day is it? Harry <laughs> and Megan episode. It was pretty epic. I love it. I love it. Love it. We got really um, good response to that, actually. It's I was very happy that people were on our side. You got yeah. so passionate about it. And I think people felt it through the microphone. They were like, yes, stand it was with them. a Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl. It Can was. So just quickly side note, talk about how she's coming out with a book and how I cannot wait. So excited. I also have a side note. I saw on Snapchat that her name is not Megan. It's not. It's Rachel. Yeah. Rachel oh. Megan Markle. Yeah. And I was I've like, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. And what Harry's name is actually Henry? Mm. Harry. Yeah, it's Henry. Henry. Harry oh. is short. They, they, they use Harry as like to be short for Henry. That's very common. It's the same number of letters. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But it, I know that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I also like, saw that when Prince Charles becomes king, that he has to change his name to King George. Wait, what? That's what I saw. That it's like almost like an omen. Like all of them have to change their name. I will find the article and I will share it. And I was like, what? It wouldn't be King Charles. Just it would skip him. <laughs> like he's waited so long to become king and you're going to strip his name from him. You're like, sorry. I've got a deserve it. feelings about the royals. So. 
So do I. Oh my gosh. Right. I love it. Okay. Well, let's hop into our products and drinks. Jane, you want to go first as you just took a giant sip of yours. Okay. Guys, I have to talk about my drinks. If you saw the stories that I did tonight. So what day is it? It's the 13th. If you've seen the stories, you already know, but my friend Janelle Romerall, so shout out to her, posted on her Instagram. She always does like Starbucks hacks things. Um, and she posted one and I'm obsessed. So this is, let me give it to you. It is a Trente lemonade, which in my opinion is just like gigantic anyway, but worth it. And then you do three pumps of the raspberry lemonade. Then you do seven pumps of the the classic, and then you do light ice and a sigh berry, a sigh on top, but you don't get them to shake it. And it's like the most beautiful ombre thing. And it honestly, it kind of tastes like a starburst to me. It's so good. Is it too sweet? $7 drink? It was $6. Okay. Okay. So use your stars points. points. It's also gigantic, but honest, it's really, really good. It is sweet. It is very sweet. I do not know how much sugar is in this sucker and I choose not to care, but honest, if you want a drink to taste like summer and it's not a heavy drink, like I think that sometimes their Frappuccinos are just too heavy. Just, you know, they're a little thick. Um, This is, this is it. So massive fan right here so that's my drink what's yours Victoria um I may or may not have had some gin tonight with a bubbly <laughs> um by bubbly I mean the b-u-b-l-y buble, buble that, that buble. Michael buble sells um, <laughs> yeah. if you have the pineapple one which I don't like on its own but if you add it to gin it kind of feels like I'm in pandemic Mexico and I'm here for it that's um, amazing. What what kind of bubbly? It's the pineapple one or the grapefruit. I like Ooh. the grapefruit. Okay, mm. I keep hearing though that the pineapple one is hard to find. No. Is that true? No, it's everywhere. We just got a case. No, but not not that it's not in stores, that it's people are buying it like crazy. Oh. Because oh, it's I a new flavor. No problem. Oh. Well, I haven't tried it yet. I've tried the grapefruit, did not like it. Oh. And I like grapefruit normally. Do you like carbonated water, though? No, I don't. (laughs) Add some gin to it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's just not my thing. But I did try another flavor. I can't. It was a green one. Probably lime. lime. Mm. That was good. Mm -hmm. I did like that one. See, I don't like the lime. Grapefruit is questionable. I think I've said in another episode, that's my husband's favorite. Like, if all I bought was a grapefruit one, he'd be like, cool. Um... But he hates the strawberry one. I'm like, they're all like they're lightly flavored water. They don't taste like anything except for <laughs> I'm just so confused as to why he hates the strawberry one. He acts like it's like Coca-Cola, like it's so sweet. I'm like, what? <laughs> so and on that no. sweet note, okay, this is not a drink I've tried, but I searched one up and I am for sure getting it tomorrow. Okay. As I'm literally my pen ready, we had pizza tonight and I saw on the menu crush and I was like, I have to have an orange crush. This is not the drink, but what I'm about to tell you was inspired by this orange drink. So it says that it is basically a creamsicle frappuccino. Okay. So I'm, are you ready for this? Jane's like, mm. 
Okay. So it says you order a tall vanilla bean frappuccino in a venti cup. Okay. You get a bottle of orange juice from like the deli part of the Starbucks. And then you ask the barista to fill the cup to the third line with orange juice. And then they add the vanilla bean frap on top of it. And then they put sweet vanilla, cold foam and whipped cream. Your pen is like hustling across the paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing this down, but I'm also trying to think how I could substitute it because I don't like orange crush at all. Well, it's not I orange crush, it it's like orange medicine. juice. Yeah, but I don't like creamsicle. Like cream sodas, oh. creamsicles, none of it. So I'm like, how can I substitute this? You could get a bottle of cream soda. No. Oh, Ugh, sorry. I'm so <laughs> terrible. You know what? I'd try it though. I'd try it. You yeah. can't knock something till you try it. No, I mean, it sounds delicious. And in the article, it says that DQ had just brought back their dreamsicle dipped cone. And that's what inspired this drink. Ooh. So I'll okay, be trying babe. it tomorrow. I love how cool. I went for alcohol and both of you ladies were like, no, here are our <laughs> daytime drinks. But fun fact, we don't drink. That's oh, why. Okay. That would be also, why. Here's the thing. I love coffee, but my coffee order is boring. It's like a no room Americano, hot or iced. Yeah. I mean, like, that's totally fine. And I also like, obviously people drink. And I think that that's a genius idea to mix gin with like a grapefruit or pineapple. Because yeah, it is like a beach drink, right? go yeah, no, yeah i think this is drink. the first week sorry i think this is the first week i've talked about something that wasn't chai thank goodness no <laughs> <laughs> if jane came up with another version of a chai latte i might stick a fork in my eye no <laughs> it would though. i've been trying new ones i have i love it the, the hard part is there's not a lot of drinks if you don't drink coffee Mm-hmm. If you can't have caffeine, a lot of these drinks, like you're either getting a frappuccino yeah. or like an iced tea, right? And even those have caffeine. So it's hard in your defense. It is hard. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying and testing, but this one this week, I was, I literally was like, I cannot do another chai. I can't do another one. People will start to be like, Jay, get you off the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think that summer drinks are going to be more your, up your alley, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred. Like a lot of fruity refreshers, things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love okay. It. What's your product of the week, Jane? Okay. It's not a product, but this is something that is so cool. So this past week I have been at my mother's house. and Because? Mom... Oh, okay. Well, big announcement time, ready? <laughs> Oh, and <laughs> um, will have noticed I'm that, moving. but Jane's phone just tipped right over. <laughs> but I'm moving. Um, we are moving to Utah for a little bit. Um, my husband is already there. So um, me and my daughters will join him next week. So by next week's episode, I'll already be in Utah. Like it will be our first one in a different we're not in a different time zone, but we're in a different, different city. Me and Jen will be separated. I know. I know. Do you know what though? It's literally still like you could draw a line all the way up. Yeah. From where I'll be. Um, like the border's open. Like I'm down there. We are coming for a visit. Oh, please do. Please do. I'm so close to Vegas. They it's not even about Vegas. It's Vegas. about getting the heck out of Calgary. <laughs> Over, over it. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll talk more about that. Yes. 100%. Victoria got out. 
I did. Um, I may have done. <laughs> it's going to be discussed tonight. It's just going to have to happen. It, it is. Because yeah. I need it to. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've been staying with my mom and she is very resourceful. And she has been teaching me how to grow my own beans. But not just any beans, mung beans and lentils and little peas. And you can grow them. It's three days. It's three days on your windowsill. What? I know. What is I this know. magic? So she's she can probably hear me, actually. So she'll hopefully let me know if I've done anything wrong. But you get your mung beans and you put them in like a, a container with air holes. And every morning and every night you rinse them in water, you swish it around, you dump it out, and then you just let them sit on your windowsill. And at day three, they've sprouted. And you know what? They are so damn good. It's that crunch that you need in a salad, for one. And then the crunch that you would like in a sandwich. I like things like crests and things like that in my in my sandwiches. So she's been teaching me. And I'm genuinely excited to do this when I have when I'm down in Utah. That's so really exciting. Let's see how good my green thumb is because I've never been able to do anything. But it's like nicer that. down there, right? It's really nice weather. Yeah, yeah. they have really so great you'll, summers. You'll grow a whole crop. Well, then I'm eating off the land, right? <laughs> I'm going to be resourceful. Oh this gosh. COVID season, I guess, I have learned to make bread, to make pretzels. I was very proud of that one. I was very nervous. And now I'm going to grow my own beans. I, I, sound, I feel like a... Uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Farmer's wife? Pioneer. Yeah, like a pioneer. Like, <laughs> like a homestead. <laughs> totally. Oh my. I'm genuinely excited because then I can also get the kids involved with like, oh, shake it up. Let's straighten it out. Yeah. Um, I should take a picture and put it in the in the feed of how my mum's beans look. But they look so good and they're so tasty. And we throw some seasoning salt or sometimes we'll throw some garlic powder, like whatever, however you want to season it. Oh, they're so good. Oh, yum. Yeah. Yum, That's yum. me. Victoria, what's so your product? product. <laughs> so I'm, I'm changing up what I was originally thought it was. Um, because I am sitting out here and it's getting to be summertime and there's like mosquitoes everywhere. I'm like anti like regular bug spray because I just, I don't know, I freak out about the chemicals. My yeah. friend mm-hmm. has this shop based in Calgary, actually yeah. called the <laughs> Olfactory Shop. Oh. And um, she does this... Um, citrus bug spray that's got like um what is it it's got in it um the stuff that keeps mosquitoes away so yeah i was gonna say never mind (laughs) and it smells so good and i have like no qualms putting it like liberally on myself and on my kids and it works like i you know how i'm sometimes skeptical about like the all natural stuff i'm like but will it Will it yeah. keep the bugs away? It keeps the bugs away. So the old factory shop, it's like essential oil spray. Keep the bugs away. That's like amazing. old factory, one word, not old factory. Old factory, O-L-F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. I found her. Yeah, she's- I found her. Yeah. Because I don't like using bug sprays like that, especially because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to use them on short, like babies. Mm-hmm. So I can't use them on my daughter. My my three year old, I could finally use it on, but you have to be so careful because of the DEET. Yeah, because oh, it can no. affect their lungs, right? Literally on children, you can you can attack them with this. Oh, and she does. Oh, guys, she does a chai candle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I know what I'm adding to cut. <laughs> 
<laughs> I cannot. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to look okay. it up after. Um, okay. So I'm like, I'm not the person that has ordered it yet. This is just, this is my thing this week. Apparently I haven't tried the drink and I haven't tried the product, but I was looking at subscription boxes. Cause I currently have a subscription box from something called frock box and it's local to Alberta. Um, they're up in St. Albert or whatever. This isn't my product. Um, but they're also amazing. So if you're looking for like a monthly clothing subscription, they like check your, um, Pinterest board. They like do all these things to find out what your style is and stuff. So I've been using them pretty much for like a year when COVID hit, I was like, mm, I can't go anywhere. This is perfect. But so I'm like looking at other subscription boxes. I'm like, are there any other like cool ones, like clothing ones, whatever. And I stumbled onto in this like Huffington post article about this one, um, called glamor jewelry. And they have a jewelry box. Have you heard of it? No, Victoria's like not it, but I thought maybe she had. So you basically choose a jewelry subscription and it says you'll get, you can rotate your tones. You could get like rose gold or just gold or silver. And you get about $70 worth of jewelry in the box. And it looks like it's $34 for your monthly subscription. And the pieces are beautiful, like dainty little, like, you know how all the dainty chains are like all the rage right now. Like the gold oh, ones I love and, the dainty studs and stuff. Yeah. And they do have like pretty like dangly earrings, little bracelets. Um, they're gorgeous. So like, I'm going to sign up. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> looking at Glamour. it. Great. Yeah. It's called glamourjewelry.co. Um, and yeah, I stumbled on it cause they were listed in like a top 10 list of subscription boxes. And I was like, Oh, let me go look at them. Some of them, like there was like thread up and it's actually like a thrifted one. So you could get some like thrifted clothes, but a lot of them were kind of like seventies vintage. And like, that's not really my jam. <laughs> so I'm like mm, moving on to the next one. So, um, so sorry. So that yeah. you said, how much is it a month? Well, it says on the website here that right now there's like a deal on or something and it's $34. Um, and you actually, by signing up, get like a free bonus jewelry piece within that. And it's monthly jewelry subscription box delivers straight to your door. And do you have to, okay. So I've seen jewelry subscription things where they send you things. And then I think you like could send them rental. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to send back whatever you don't want to keep. That's how frock boxes. Is. I, so hang on a second. Sorry. I've got a bone to pick with this and we're yeah. going to go down this avenue. So you're signing up just not you particularly, but like yeah. in general for someone to just pick out clothes for you or by all means is fine. Yeah you don't get to keep the clothes for the price you've paid. You have to then buy the clothes on top of it. Well, you draw, you have like a stylist fee, which I think in mine is like $25 or something a month, which like, okay, that's, that's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fair. then you choose what you want. So if you choose to keep nothing, you still pay the stylist fee, but then you send all the clothes back in a prepaid label and it goes back to them. And then you just pay for what you keep. Um, and I do think that like the, what you would pay for like a pair of jeans through the box is cheaper than what you would pay in a store, but they're good brands with frock box. They're like that Dex brand that you get at like winners or the Bay. Um, There was like Kendall and Kylie jeans that I got. There was a bunch of stuff, shoes, like all kinds of stuff. So, but you only pay for what you keep for, unless you forget to send the box back and then you pay for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Has that happened? That may have happened once or twice. (laughs) I just don't like the idea. Maybe I'm just cheap. I am cheap. That's because you own a clothing um, boutique too. It's true. But even maybe that's what I'll do. 
I'll start. There's, there's your new idea. For subscription, subscription box. I will be your first subscriber. <laughs> it just, I don't know. I just, if I'm getting something in the mail, I don't want to have to go in. I'm terrible at returns though. So maybe I should just shut my mouth because I'm ter- I'm like, I just won't return it. Yeah. Like it's here. It's in the house. But if you're going to get charged for it, you might have yeah, more of a fire return to return it. Okay. True. Cause again, I'm cheap. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, what's really big in the States though, is the Nordstrom trunk club or whatever what? it is. It's like Nordstrom. I think you can only get it in the States and it's like a curated box based on your style. Same thing. Like you get like five items, obviously they're Nordstrom items. So they're a little bit more hefty in price. Um, but you would like keep what you keep and send what you send back. And it's, it's a cool way to not have to go to the mall. And like based off your style can choose what you might wear. Like they now know by the things I've sent back to them, what I don't like and what I do like, right. Send me a hoodie or a sweatshirt. I'm probably going to keep it. (laughs) Even if I have seven of the same sweatshirt, I'll probably still keep it because that's just who I am. Very puzzled. I'm getting more on board with it. I am getting more on board. I just have to be not so cheap by the time. Because I just don't like the idea of paying someone to shop for me and then I still have to do work. Mm. But I like that you might get stuff you've never tried before. Totally. Like that someone, because you know when you go shopping with your friends, right? And they pick something for you and you're like, I would never have done that, but it looks great. Yeah. I miss that. (laughs) Right? Me too. I miss that. I didn't mean to make us sad. (laughs) (laughs) But you're moving to somewhere that is open. Please, next week, tell us how glorious it is. Do you know what my husband's doing tonight? He's at a movie. (gasps) By himself? No, not by himself. He's with his brother. can Can you believe that he's at a movie? Like, he can go to a movie right now. With no mask? Um... He does not have his vaccine yet, so he would have a mask on. Gotcha. Because I believe the rule that's coming from what I've seen today is if you've had it, then you don't have to wear it. But he hasn't had it yet. So he would still be respectful to those around him and he would wear it where he needs to wear it. Um, And I don't want to start a debate and I don't want our listeners to have a debate. I don't care where you stand. Just don't be at all. Um, be nice to everyone. Let's just be honest, though, because yeah. there's been so much hate and it's so oh, yeah. Just be nice to everyone. Um, so wherever you stand, that's where you can stand. But I do have a question, though. Respectful. Yeah. So because he's now in the states, would he be eligible for a, like a vaccine in the states or one? Yeah, he's already signed up. Okay, are they different? Or are they still just like the Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna? They also have Same. Johnson and Johnson. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do Which is a one, one in shot. Canada. Oh, uh, I don't think we have it yet. Here. It's just the three here, right? Okay. I think so. Yeah, we have Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, but they've just recalled that one. Well, I don't guess recalled is the right word, but they've just like halted it. Stopped. Yeah, they've put a pause on that one. Um, yeah. But down there, yeah, they have Johnson & Johnson, which is just the first one. The, the one shot, you're done. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But, gotcha. So how yeah. quickly can he get it down there? He's already signed up. Crazy. Yeah, he's it's crazy how much more readily available it is down there. This is the one so he, time in my life I've been jealous of U.S. healthcare. <laughs> right, one time. He was telling me that on the drive down, he was seeing billboard signs for like rest stops where you could go get your shot. Just like 
have a pee get a shot like a drive-through <gasps> i mean oh my, right? starbucks can make a killing at the drive-through no kidding like here's your lemonade <laughs> yeah but like and i've said this since since the shots have been available i'm like if this maybe kenny you need to just put me in power probably would be a bad thing actually but like if you just literally went to walmart or a costco and you set it up there and just were like show me your driver's license let's just get this done this is why i should never run, run a country to be honest or run for local office but i mean you gotta leave and they check your uh, your receipt when you leave costco so they can just two for one <laughs> like let's just yeah let's just stick you with it <laughs> but then also you then would start arguments with people that's the thing we don't want to start the arguments so if you are listening to this and you completely disagree with us that's okay just don't be a jerk about it and we won't be a jerk to you about it no, i feel like not. i've had to say that though because i've had people be rude mm-hmm. for just me asking a question even it's been oh we're going on a rant sorry let's not do that but <laughs> okay well those are our products and our drinks of the week let's move on then to why okay you are so victoria yeah tell us oh. who you are Tell you who I am. Uh, Yeah. So I'm a mom of two kids, so I can totally relate. My son, Jack, is five and a bit. And my daughter, Anna, turns three this weekend, which freaks me out. (gasps) I know. birthday to her. I know. I'm so excited. Um, And then, yeah, I started uh, my business, Stressless Ladies, uh, a couple of years ago now primarily because I am like a stress ball in recovery. Uh, I don't know if you can relate, but life can be pre-pandemic, super stressful, like, you know, juggling parenthood, juggling work. Um, and, I, and I think also a lot of us were never really taught how to manage our stress, right? Like it was, um, I don't know, I grew up in a household where it was just like, work really hard, get great grades, do all the things. And like, you just get on this train of um, burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And exhaustion. And so I contracted shingles twice before the age of 30. Um, and shingles is not something you um, traditionally- Fun fact, yeah. I've had it seven times and I currently have antibiotics for it right now. So- Oh my God. Maybe I need to deal with you a little bit more. There you go. Okay. Hey, I was creeping your bio on your website earlier and I saw the shingles thing and I went, oh my gosh, it's, it's Jen's soulmate right now. There you go. So I was like, you two are right on the same page. Yeah. We can, uh, in we fact, can talk. actually, the other day, Jane, I woke up on Mother's Day and I had it. I know. That's why I thought that. Yeah, you told yeah. me. Have Maybe it was the stress of... Sorry? Have you had it, like, since you were young or, like... No, I think the first time I got it was right before I had my first son, which would have been, like, five and a half years ago. Um, and then I got it twice while pregnant. And yep. it's different. They can't treat it the same mm-hmm. when you're pregnant, which mm-hmm. sucks. Um, and then I had it one time in between the boys. And then I've gotten it twice in the last two years. Eesh. And it's all in the same spot. Yeah. It's super strange. But yeah. like, at least I know now what it is. Like when I get the signs, I'm like, ah, okay. Didn't even need to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the first time I just thought it was like my eczema as a weird rash on like my ass. And I was like, what yeah. is this? this yeah. Is, no, 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 that is not what that was. It was super painful. Did you get it there? Oh, all the way butt, back, legs, like the shooting pain was just like all the way up and down my yeah. body. It was terrible. Ugh. Um, but I didn't learn my lesson to like manage my stress and and deal with that and got it a second time while pregnant with my son. You want to see like 
like pre-pandemic you want to see doctors like mask up and like put on gloves and like treat you very carefully have shingles in a maternity ward and they're like <laughs> stay away is it super contagious I didn't think so but no. they seem to treat it like it was I guess if your immune system yeah, is safe. really low like you can you know it is technically a you know infection that you can get but and if you haven't had it's either if you have or you haven't had chicken pox like I've had chicken pox have you? Then maybe it is. I think I have. My mom doesn't remember. I was an 80s child. She's like, oh, maybe you had it. Yeah. Well, they just had the chicken pox parties, right? Like just bring everybody together yeah. and they're like, wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, but I have had chicken pox and I, got, I have gotten it all those times. So yeah. I don't know what the rule is. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. But I just knew when I was talking to my doctor, there's just saying we tend to be getting sicker and sicker, younger and younger or frequently because we are burnt out, right? We are physically, emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our modern lives aren't exactly built for this. Like we, our bodies weren't made for these modern lives. And so I really realized I had to do something to manage my own stress. And in the process, um, I became a certified health and a life coach. And I absolutely adore helping women work with stress because when you decrease their stress, it improves every area of their life. And so I find it like a little bit of a, like a high when I help women do this. It just makes me so happy. I love it. Love it. Love it. And so you've been doing it for now two Two years, two years. Okay. So you focus primarily on women that you can be with physically. You've obviously had to change your business to be online. Um, It's mainly, I I do a lot of corporate speaking. So like that was to large groups of people, but my coaching has always been online, whether over the phone or over Zoom or group coaching on Zoom. So it's always, it's always been, been done that way. Okay. And what did you do prior to Stress Less Ladies? Oh, many things. I worked in a community investment in an oil and gas company in Calgary. So um, that stress, stressful job, (laughs) right? And like oil and gas ups and downs, all those joyful times being laid off or whatever it was. I've also worked in nonprofit. So the flip side of community investment being a um, one of the nonprofit fundees and and applying for grants and that type of thing. And nonprofit brings a whole different kind of stress to it because like your budgets are really low. You're just really scrappy for for money to get to sort things out. And so it was, um, yeah, I've done a a bunch of different things. My sister-in-law is in a nonprofit and Mm. she works 24 seven. She never gets a break and she's stressed beyond belief. I'm like, oh my gosh. It, it never ends. Terrible. Pays terrible. I mean, like yeah. I don't know what she makes, but I can't assume it's worth the stress that she no. goes through. She um, helps with like the home lottos, mm-hmm. and she basically like takes care of the entire prep for the home lottos. So imagine wow. like how much work that is. Yeah. Um, it's insane. So when she asks to see her nephews, and she's, I think she's like, I just want to go to the park and just like unplug mm-hmm. and focus on them and not even think about work. Right. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so stressful. Okay. So I know that we kind of touched off air. You just recently moved, right? Yeah. I moved to Victoria. So I'm now Victoria in Victoria. Uh, I've moved here. <laughs> oh my gosh. October. I didn't even clue that in. <laughs> I know. I know. I made a little Instagram just for my travel pictures. There's like no followers, but it makes me happy. I love it. That's love amazing. it. Love it. 
No, we moved here in October. And so we're still, you know, we found our house only a couple months ago. Like, so we were living in temporary accommodation, which was a bit of a shit show. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've been making it work and really loving, like being outdoors year round like it's and being in Victoria fantastic. it's yeah. beautiful yeah I was listening it's to your so podcast to episode about your move I know Jane you've listened to it too right <laughs> yeah yes and it like going through it oh god yeah you're going through it I think that's why I listened to it for you I was like mm, what do I need to mentally Aww. help and prep with um and I've, I've never had like a big move like that, but you just explained it so thoroughly that I just felt like I was like right alongside your move. Um, but when you said that your girls are like, sorry, you're not your girls, your children were sharing a bedroom. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I feel that stress. That would be very stressful. It, and Jane's yeah. eyes are huge right now. Cause she had to go through that. <laughs> yep. And they were, yeah, they were in there. They were sharing a bedroom in our last house. They were sharing a bedroom in the temporary accommodation and now they have their own bedrooms. And is it glorious? It is too. It took a while for them to adjust. They actually really missed each other. Um, but I like the sanity. Yeah. Myself. Because they go to bed at different right. times, right? Yeah. 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 So right now, it's that's exactly how it is so our apartment that we just left it was a two bedroom so they were sharing and right now we are at my mum's so they're sometimes sharing they're sometimes not it depends on where they want to sleep to be honest but what we're finding is they go to sleep not just at different times but like my oldest three she is scared of the dark so she sleeps Mm. with a light on the baby We'll pull the blanket over her head. She likes mm-hmm. it pitch black. So we are moving our new our new house. We're getting a house. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, we've just been in apartments, so I'm very excited. Is um, a three bedroom, so they will get their nice. own bedroom, which I'm like, thank goodness, because <laughs> yeah, it's really hard when they're sharing a room. Yeah. It's different routines, different times for it. They would wake each other up. If the baby would cry, it would wake up the toddler. If the toddler had a bad dream, it would wake up. Oh my gosh, I never sleep. Yeah. I never sleep. It's painful. My goodness. Um, so you're in Victoria or you're like just kind of outside? Well, of- we're we're in Langford, but it's okay. I mean, if you were if we're talking Calgary driving times, like it takes me 20 minutes to get downtown. <laughs> so, mm, gotcha. Like being okay. in a Calgary suburb. I love it. Did you live in a Calgary suburb? I lived in Kingsland in Calgary. So oh, so not. Station. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, you, oh, no, I know where that is. Yeah. Do you miss it, Calgary? Uh, I miss the people. Okay. Um, and I think I will always miss the Rockies a little bit because mm-hmm. like, going to the mountains is just stunning. But my mental health has been a lot better out here. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I've been much happier. Yeah. I feel like that is why people move out there is just mm-hmm. to like release that stress and just be free. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the can vibe I, out there. Yeah. Can I ask what caused the move? Um, well, uh, my husband lost his job due to COVID. Uh, okay. he worked in events and did like, um, what's the word audiovisual, like the conference setup kind of thing, all those big screens and speakers and all that kind of stuff. And so with COVID, he had lost his job. And the challenge that we were having was that not only had he lost his job and thousands of people lost his job, but there was also the oil and gas downturn, right? So we're like, there was just going to be no way he was going to find another job in the near future. My mom's yeah. retiring out here. So we knew we would have some support. And, you know, I have a couple of friends that live out here and without like 
irritating any of your audience. Like I didn't love the politics in Alberta. So I, you know, I was like, I just need a change. And it felt very much like a big push. And I was able to get a, like a day job that's out here. So that was helpful to help us make this transition. Totally. Did your husband get a job out there as well? He is in the process of of getting that. Honestly, I he it's been so helpful him not having a job as we childcare and stuff. Setting up, yeah, childcare, setting up our house here, moving like moving from temporary to like he's just done it all, which has mm-hmm. been phenomenal. Were your kids in school here? No, they're uh, they were in a day home, which we loved. Like that was probably the hardest thing to like. We actually yeah. cried hugging our like day day home lady when we left. Um, but they're in daycare now. I'm, my son will start school in September. Yeah. And they, are they going to be open? I hope so. The schools? Yeah. They are yeah. here. Yeah. Are they are right now? On the island. Yep. Yeah. Um, what are think- your, without like getting covid like what are your numbers out there? Are they quite low? The island is not too bad. Mainland okay. BC is a bit more like Surrey and Vancouver is yeah. a bit more of a hot spot, but the island has never been too, too bad. Yeah. Have they blocked off like ferries in and out? I mean, I think they say it's supposed to be for essential travel, but like I feel most people will just say it's essential travel and it won't actually be that strict, uh, you know. Yeah, totally. It's hard to decide what is essential for some might not be essential for others as well, right? So I think that that's a gray area. Yeah. Well, okay. I have a question, Jen. I don't know if this was on yours yeah because I know ahead. you have a list but I've been I've been creeping on you okay because we've established in previous episodes I am a creep and so you do speaking and you do a lot of media stuff like that and you you would you work like I see that you've even worked with um Benevity. they they were um a workshop feedback how has that how has like being in this pandemic affected you because obviously our stress has for sure gone up. I don't know anyone who hasn't been stressed out during this time. How are you doing workshops for people when you can't be, are you just doing like through Zoom? Zoom? Yep. Doing how, Zoom. How is that? I, um, it's not for everybody for sure, mm-hmm. but I really, um, I ask a lot of questions in my workshop. I try and make it really engaging because I know what it is like to sit and watch a webinar and you just zone out or you're doing 10 things at once. So I really try and make them an experience so that you feel like you're there with me, like we're having a conversation. So they've been they've been still going pretty well. It was definitely quiet. Like my business took a huge dip at the beginning of the pandemic. Nobody knew what was happening, right? Their budgets froze. Just these events just stopped happening immediately. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's been picking up I definitely do a lot of um, work around teachers conventions so that's always it's I mean it's always lovely talking to teachers it's always very sad seeing how many of them are so burnt out but it's um yeah it's it's chugging along for sure oh I don't doubt that that's good then good and um I do want to get more into what exactly you talk about I, mm-hmm. I see that there's different levels and things like that but I know that Jen does have questions so I'm sorry Jen if I'm like no stepping on your question no so we are when, a team okay this is going to sound ignorant but just know I'm coming from a place of wanting to learn okay, okay. so when I first like started looking at your stuff I was like is she the type of person like I had to look through your stuff okay. because when I first learned about you and please again don't think this is a negative thing but I was like 
oh, is she like that hippie type? That's like, <laughs> oh, let me do. And I say that with quotes that, you know, yeah. um, let me de-stress you. Like, let's, I, I sound like I'm mocking. I'm not trying to mock. I'm just trying to paint a picture. But like, that's what I started. That's what I honestly mm. at first thought. You're not like, no. I feel like you've got that laid back attitude, which I think is needed to help people without, you know, de-stress. But I'm reading through it. I'm like, oh no, like you're hardcore. This like, is, <laughs> this isn't like, again, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. So I'm going to piss people off. Oh gosh. I don't mean it in a mean way, but you're not just like, here's your crystal. This is going to help you with your stress today. Love and light and learning. You're not like that. And again, no. I'm not mocking anyone, but like you've, this is, I'm like, you're doing deep dives. Let's well, talk about that. So I basically, I am like my, I, my former life is my current client, right? Like having a high stress job, having really, mm-hmm. um, whether it's high standards of yourselves or like really struggling with too many things on your plate. Right. So it's just, it's real life. Cause yeah. like, that's the thing is like, and I always say to my clients, like you're never going to end any of my programs being like a Zen monk on a mountaintop because like you there wouldn't want yes. to be that either. And I am mm-hmm. definitely not that and can't get you there. And the fact of the matter is you're going to continue to get stressed at every point throughout your life. Right. Mm-hmm. I still get stressed, but it's a case of how much you bounce back, like how quickly you can bounce back after that and how you can regulate throughout the day. And like, I don't know a single mom or I do, if, if there are these mythical moms, I don't know them, who can just like be completely calm and zen as their children are like having a complete meltdown and a tantrum, right? Like there's just mm-hmm. stress in everyday life. There are certain lifestyles that I think um, make you less susceptible to like getting stressed. Um, if you have, you know, less responsibilities or less, you know, different things going on in your life, but like, that's not ever been my life. So it's a case of, so for me, I really try and focus on how do you live with your current reality, but with a lot less stress, not no stress. Cause that's not realistic, but a lot less. And what kind of tools would you bring into that? Cause I do see that you, you do challenges and things like that. There's like, I see that there's a 90, 90 day free challenge. And even in your link tree, I think it's link tree that you have in your mm-hmm. Instagram. There was a, like a, a challenge that you just did in April as well. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So April is stress awareness month. So I typically try yes. and pull something around there. I will not lie. I definitely fell off the wagon with that challenge and just lost a little bit of steam. So I feel like a horrible person. Um, but when it comes to like my coaching with my clients, like the challenges are kind of more sort of just a little bit fun. What's something little tangible that you can do to get people feeling like this isn't going to be a terrifying experience. It's not. <laughs> if I terrify yeah. any of my clients, they would never come back. Um, but when it comes to the sort of nitty gritty stuff, I, it's always about breaking it down. I think I think everyone has this desire or most people have this desire to like get to a quick fix, right? Like I just want to take the pill, do the thing, just be better, feel better instantly. And that's not how this is going to work. You've got a lifetime of habits that we've got to like unpack and pull the layers off of because I truly believe a lot of stress is a habit right you've you've conditioned yourself to respond certain ways to different types of stressors you have you habitually have certain mindsets that do not serve you when it comes to stress so 
it is about unpacking it slowly and having real tangible steps that you can do week by week so that it's simple, right? It's not easy, easy and simple are different things, but it's simple. So, so that's a lot of the work that I do with folks. And so what kind of tools do you mm-hmm. give these folks? I see that you do obviously use meditation. And again, I'm sorry if I, if it came across as mocking, that's not what I was <laughs> doing. Um, and I actually like meditation, mm. but it's not like you're sitting there in a room with, it's not like every mother or businesswoman yep. or anyone has to sit there with their incense burning or anything like that. It's more, can you tell me more what that would look like for just the everyday, every woman is different, but the everyday woman. So one of the things I talk to people about who have like just very busy, hectic lives or like things are going a little off the rails maybe is the very first thing I would say is when can you incorporate like two minutes of deep breathing here and there? And it doesn't even have to be meditation, but if you can do a couple minutes of deep belly breathing, so by belly breathing, I mean, you put your hand on your belly, it actually inflate. Can you do it with me now? Yep. Yeah. Would you mind? I'm, I'm okay. A little awkwardly. So, so am place, I. <laughs> place your hand on your belly. Um, okay. You can close your eyes or keep them open. Oh, I'm going to close them. Okay. But it's about, I don't care how long you breathe in or out for, but it's about inhaling deep enough that your belly is ex- expanding and exhale. Wait, wait. Let it all out. This sounds so dumb. My belly has to get bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, we, okay. We don't like There's doing some... this. No. I'm, I'm, I'm breathing in, but I'm sucking my belly in. I know we're conditioned to do this as women, right? To like feel. Okay. I want everyone listening to do this. Okay. Can we, we're going to do this. We're going to have our listeners do this. So we're going to put our hand on our belly and I'm going to make my belly. I'm going to pull my pants down a little bit. I'm going to let the belly hang. Oh, giving everyone a visual. Um, And I'm going to breathe, push my belly out when I breathe in. So you're going to breathe in and inflate the belly. And then you're going to do a big exhale. However it looks is how it looks. So deep inhale. That feels so weird to breathe like that. That does not feel natural for me. Is that weird of me? Am I odd? It'll take a little while. Okay. So that's normal. Okay. So yeah, we'll do a few more. Oh, okay. That feels different. That's just a weird way for me to breathe, but. Okay. So if you do this for about two minutes straight and just, you know, focus on trying to relax your body and stuff like that, what you're actually doing is getting enough oxygen up to your prefrontal cortex. And that is where decision making and critical thinking happens. And here's why you need that is because when you're stressed, you tend to breathe really shallow in your throat. I don't know if you've ever found that when you're like really tense, you're like, I'm not getting, it's not going down there. It's just sticking around my throat here. And that will keep you alive in like fight or flight mode. But do you solve problems at work in fight or flight mode really well? Or like with your partner, do you have, you know, good conversations in fight or flight? Or is that when you're snapping and being rude to each other, right? Yeah. It's that deep breathing can really help make a huge difference. And here's the bonus for parents. I do this with my son all the time because he's definitely a high emotion kid. We do a couple minutes of deep breathing together and it will really help bring him down. Um, Child psychologists call it like um, when kids flip the lid, when they're like overly emotional and stressed out and putting the lid back on and that two minutes of that deep breathing can put the lid back on. That is such a simple thing, but yet I'm a hundred percent that type of person. I tense right up. Mm-hmm. And I know your body what you mean. first. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know what you mean about the throat because I get I call it my little lump in my throat. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you start off teaching people how to do that. And then how do you start breaking down the layers? Can you give me some examples of what you would do? For example, well, first of all, you need to know where you want to go. Like we always do a bit of goal setting, like where do you want to be at the end of 90 days? Because if you don't know where you want to go and it's going to be different for you versus different for me. So like having a clear vision of that. But one of the things I like to talk to people about is how do we actually build up your energy? Because stress sucks that living energy out of you, right? You're just exhausted and drained mentally and emotionally. So how do we rebuild that without necessarily, I mean, get more sleep, always a great thing, but how do you build up that energy? And so one of the things you can look at is like, an energy audit in your life. So I mean, like, who are the people that give you energy? Who are the people that suck your energy? What are the places that bring you energy? What are the places that suck it away? Uh, Activities, um, the food that you eat, right? I like, let me be super clear. I do not talk about any types of diet or any types of movement or anything like that. But you and I both know that there'll be certain foods that you eat that make you feel energetic and vibrant and others that will make you feel groggy and drained, right? So it's kind of just like... You guys can guess what does what. (laughs) Well, but is it lasting energy, right? And like how does it make you feel later, right? (laughs) And so it's these types of things where it's like a full look at your energy audit. And then it's not about changing everything next week because that is not sustainable. But how can we make one little shift this week? Like a change so small that you know that you're going to achieve it, like without a doubt, so that you build up that momentum and that positive feeling of like, I can actually do this and then add on something the next week and the next week and the next week. So there's so many different strategies that um, I work with on my clients, but once we can build up your energy, you'll, you'll actually want to continue and do the hard work, right? I feel like it's very personalized oh, what yeah. you do. Like yeah. even in your group settings, when you're doing it for, when you're doing like a big business or something like a company retreat thing, I feel like is because you're peeling back people's layers and you're getting them very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine that that must be very emotional for a lot of people. It is not uncommon to have some tears, but that means they need to come out. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't doubt that. Very, very interesting. And so that kind of brought me to one of my questions, Jane, it like ties right in was oh. just like, do you ever collect someone's stress? doing your job? Like, do you have like a de-stress process for yourself after working with people? Yeah, I definitely have to. It's the, what I like is the more I work with people, the less stress they get. So the less I have to take on, but those early sessions can be really heavy, right? Because the, the more I've worked with people, the more I realize how much trauma we are all carrying around with us. And I am super clear with everyone. I am not a registered psychologist. That is not what this work is. Um, I often say to people like working with a psychologist is processing what has happened before. Working with a coach is the here and now and moving forward. Where do you want to get to? So if you've still got a lot of trauma to process, do that work first. um, And Mm -hmm. then we can move forward together. But undoubtedly, we're still going to talk about heavy things because that comes up for everyone. So I definitely have to make sure I've got my own self-care practices going strong and that I'm, and this is something I think a lot of people need to say to themselves, no matter what job they have, is that like, it's often not you that's the problem. There is a problem and you need to help work on, like to work on resolving it. So the same thing with my clients, it's they're not a problem. I'm not a problem. It's like, we have to work on how to manage this problem together. And that helps me, 
compartmentalize it a little bit without taking on everything. I think that's actually really important, especially like, um, obviously I'm processing this from my personal life right now. Um, when you just said, I might misquote you and I'm sorry if I do, but like, you're not a problem, but there is a problem mm-hmm. because I'm the type of person we'll just talk about this move, right? Mm-hmm. Where we've had quite a few little, it's been a very quick, quick move, very, very fast. And there's been a, a bunch of bumps in the road. One of them was my husband got in a very bad car accident recently. Mm. And so it's like, okay, how are we going to get our stuff down there when you're in pain? Yeah. But I'm not American, so I can't drive across the border. I have to fly. And it was all these yeah. things. And it was it's almost like you were there to be honest, like with that, because for a while it was like, there was this back and forth between me and my husband of how this was going to work. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like we were putting that on ourselves and making it like, I, I was taking on myself and like, I'm the problem because I can't do it. My husband's a problem because he can't be the one to do it. But really we weren't the problem. The situation was the problem. And you have to like step out of yourself and stop being so self-centered almost and be like, hang on a second. Our problem is actually just getting our stuff down. Okay. Then let's just focus on that and not put the blame on each other Mm -hmm. because we're just, our stress level is just going higher and higher and higher. And instead of like being a partnership, you know, and being together, you're, it's almost like you're battling each other. Thankfully we managed to figure that out and we actually got our stuff down. So and moving, right is there. Just, moving is intensely stressful, but the, like a lot of the problem is when you make yourself the problem, when it is, I feel that I am this, this, all that you can't dissociate from it. Right. So the stress yeah. does ratchet up because you can't get away from it. But if you do recognize this is the situational thing, I am feeling stress as a result of it, but the situation is the stressor. Then you can actually start to take control and look at, okay, I can't control everything, but these are certain things that I can take charge of, whether it's managing my own self-care or calling the moving company or something like that. Oh my word. Yes. I have a Um, question. Oh, hmm. no, go Jen. Go. There are certain people. I think I'm one of them that, I get stressed, but I also feel like sometimes I think I'm superwoman and just mm-hmm. like stockpile things on top of things. And I just work through them as best I can. And I sometimes feel like I have no emotions. Like if you ask my husband, he would tell you, like, I cry very rarely. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm crying, it's like, so there has to be some kind of like underlying, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm a stress ball. That's like very tightly packed, mm-hmm. but I haven't exploded yet. <laughs> Do you have any advice? <laughs> well, and I would say maybe you're not crying, but you've had shingles seven times, right? And I don't mean true, that, true, like, true, true. <laughs> I, I don't mean that in a like a like I'm speaking yeah. to you as the shingles gal as well. Yeah, like, I totally yeah. get it. But your body, so is, it goes somewhere else. Yeah, your body is holding that stress somewhere else, and it is sending you these huge like red flags of like rashes across your body, saying like something is going on, and we need to like pay attention to it. Yeah. So it's like, don't judge yourself for like not being a crier or something like that. It doesn't mean you're not experiencing stress in different ways. Um, But you're like, whether it's like muscle tension in your body or like even just that, like not being able to feel the emotion sometimes is a, 
like, has it always been that way? We don't have to go there for, for this phone call. <laughs> you said like, you're not a registered psychologist. Do you really want my trauma? No. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah, oh, there's totally. the conversations of like, has it always been this way yeah, or is, exactly. you know, that type which, of thing. Which it has. So like without getting into deep mm-hmm. dives, I feel like that's just, I've always been kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, not a cold person, but I've kind of always just like kept whatever I needed to under wraps, if that makes yeah. sense. But you're right. I would say like, if I ever went for a massage, they'd probably be like, this girl's like tightly wound. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like that's part of my like de-stressing process is I just like pile more stuff on to mm. myself. Is that normal? Do people do that? It's very common. Okay. Um, but I, I think the question is, does it make you feel better? And I think sometimes it does in the moment, like you think like you're in, you're in control and you're taking charge. But if you don't give yourself a real opportunity to understand what like that rest and relaxation and like downtime and like no productivity like is it you know what does that look like yeah and and experiment with it like everything I say to my clients like let's approach it as an experiment because it may work for you it may not you may feel you know adverse side effects to trying to relax but like you know let's try everything Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think that that's like, there's a lot of us, like even on our coffee and concealer page, like someone had commented to Jane that she has three Instagram accounts and her clothing boutique and she's got all these things. And, and I'm the same way, right? Like I have two podcasts. In fact, one kind of went dead in the water, but, um, two of them, like you need to bring that back. I do. I just, again, we're talking about this. I have no time. (laughs) So I feel like we just stockpile. But here's the energy thing though, right? Does the podcast give you energy and does it make you feel more like yourself? 100%. Yeah. So yeah. then it's a case of like, what are some of the other areas that are like sucking the energy and what can but What if they that? all give you love? Like they all kind of light up. And that's why I do it all. Yeah. Well, we just need to make sure you get enough rest. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and like, and doing all the other things. Right. And also pacing yourself. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's not, it's not that like, there's a million things I would love to do as well. Right. But it's yeah. a case of like, can my body actually handle it all at once? Even if I think this can. can yeah. I mean, like if you flip to my day job, being a photographer, um, yesterday was a very, very busy day. Like I had two cake smashes, a sitter. I had 10 minis and a newborn all in one day. Jane's face. Ugh, um, Jen. I know, I know, but I do Ugh. it because like I have childcare, right? It's just, it's yeah, convenient yeah. that way to work. Um, but someone asked me today and said, that's a lot. Like that's psychotic. You shouldn't do that. However, do you enjoy your job? And I was like, without a doubt, like I explained each little kid that came and how I got them to smile and like all those things. So I think that if I explain what I am doing, if it's, if it's bringing me joy, then I think I just need to find a better balance, yeah. not cut it, but find a better balance. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I do have a question. We're going to talk about the C word. It's going to happen. Do you find that during Okay, so during COVID, I feel like as horrible as it's been, regardless of what side you're on, it's been horrible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's been kind of, oh, I'm going to get reamed out for this, kind of a blessing at the same time. Because I think it's forced people to take a step down and to not chill out because it's nothing to chill about, but find A, something that they're passionate about and where they're really putting their time um, and since being in COVID, have you found that your clients, what have you found with their stress level? Has it gone higher because it's the unknown you're in a pandemic, money is different, things like that. Kids are being homeschooled. 
or do you find that more, I just want to know if there's been more of one side or the other, or that they've been like, you know, what? I didn't actually like my job. So I'm kind of glad that I, cause I started a boutique. Mm-hmm. It was something I always wanted to do. And it was kind of like, if I don't do it now, yeah. I'll never do it. Yeah. Totally. And I'm so glad I did it for me. It's stressful. Don't get me wrong, but it's, yeah. there's joy in the stress yeah. that pushes and drives me. Um, do you find that your clients have had, I don't know, what, what's it been like for them? It, it's such a mixed bag, right? Because I work with um, single women, women in relationships, women with kids, women without kids, um, different stages of their careers. You know, I've worked with a 72-year-old, right? Like it's, it's a huge gamut of where people are in their life experiences. I think the group that I have found to be the most stressed are the working mothers Um, because especially if they're working a traditional job and then maybe having to homeschool their kids at the same time because there just seems to be no escape right Um, and like there is no downtime everything's being like um, squeezed into the margins and so as a result there's no rest and as a result a lot of them are really struggling to find that joy in their time with their kids as well. Um, So that is the group that I think is experiencing the highest peak of stress, but everyone's stress is different, right? I, you know, I have clients who are single and have, you know, been quite lonely for the last year. So it's just a different type of stress. Um, I would say definitely there's been positive things that have come out of this, right? Like, I think we're all learning a lot about ourselves. Um, But I I think it's a question of time, right? Like, do you have the time to do the self-reflection or you have you just been like grinding it through in the past year? And that's exhausting, right? It's almost like they're just in survival mode. Yeah. I, I tell you, I do feel for the work. I feel for anyone, every single person, to be honest, on some level, but I do really feel for the working parent yeah. who's trying to work and then they have their kids at home mm-hmm. because I, I'm not there yet with my kids and I, I'm just going to give it a shout out to them. Props to you guys. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. Well, and that's, I think what I said at the beginning of the call, right? Like if my husband weren't unemployed right now, like he's looking for work and I, you know, is getting quite close to it, but like this year would have been a lot harder for us because as soon as I ramped up to full-time work and we were moving, like if he'd been working full-time as well, it would have been a nightmare. So like, you know, I, not many people say this, right. But like, I'm very grateful he was unemployed. That was a bonus for us this year. Yeah. I'm grateful for employment insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do think it's made businesses pivot, people pivot, find their passions, all that stuff. There has been blessing in the chaos for sure. Um, Obviously it's definitely a huge pandemic and and I'm not sneezing at any of that. Um, Before we kind of wrap up here, obviously COVID, I'm just going to say the word, just say the word. Okay. Yep. It has been going on for 15, 16 months, right? It's been far too long. We're all aware. Um, obviously people are stressed. What would you say are some like takeaways for people to kind of relieve their stress if they're in a situation like the working parent, what were some, what are some tips that you would give to someone? So there's this great book called burnout and it talks, um, about the stress response cycle. And basically, um, you need to close your stress response cycle every single day. Um, So you basically need to teach your body to be a bit more resilient and learn to bounce back from stress a little bit better. And so one of the best ways to do that is through 
physical movement. And like, I know, especially for a lot of women, we have a bit of a, you know, a relationship with movement of like, whether it's because of diet culture, or we don't feel we have the time or all that kind of stuff. But like, it just is the science. If you move your body, you're going to feel better. Um, I, there's a meme that goes around. I think I was sharing it on my Instagram today of that, like really grumpy Eagle that's looking like it's trying to walk. And it's like, I'm just taking my stupid walk for my stupid mental health. And like, and it is exactly that, right? Like it's, can you do that every day to get, um, to let loose some of that stress and teach your body to be more resilient. And there's other ways to do it as well. Movement's just the best, but whether it's like screaming into a pillow or laughing a lot, right? Like put on your favorite comedy special or like hugging a loved one, you know, who's in your bubble, you know, for a good period of time. Um, you know, activities like that, or even like creative activities. So like, do you like a hot, not, not something you're going to make a business from, but like, do you, is there, are you talking to me? No, (laughs) I do it too. I hear you. But like, is there something you can do that's just for you for fun to like experiment with? Maybe you're not good at it, but you can get into like that flow state and just create, like, those are all great ways to close your stress cycle. So if you can do that every single day, it only takes 15 minutes, like as little as 15 minutes will make that big difference, but it will help you. I promise. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I love how you just threw that out there. That's something you need to make a business. Yeah. Like, were you speaking to my soul? (laughs) I do it too. I hear you. You're like, I could do something with this. Right. But I also think that like, call it fate, if you will, you start a project. Like I said, I started a bracelet business at the peak of COVID and it was super busy and I loved it, but now I'm just so busy. And so that does fall to the wayside. And so like, I'll make them for the people you know, like the close friends and family kind of thing, but it's kind of like fate has kind of pushed it down the ladder for me. Like it's there. And if I have the time I will, um, but it's not my priority. And so I feel like any of these like kind of sideline businesses that we have started, they kind of just like trickle down and find their place in our triangle of life. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's finding something that you do for you because you like doing it, not because you've got an order that you have to fill, but because you really like watercolor or you really like reading your book or you really like whatever it is. Yeah. And and let me be super clear. Netflix can't be that thing. Um, (laughs) And I say that only because I love Netflix too. I am going to go watch some Netflix after this, Um, but it actually pauses your stress response cycle. It doesn't let you close that loop. Um, and because it it's it's something that dissociates you from your body, right? Because it's the zoning out effect. Yeah. So close your stress cycle and then go watch Netflix, but do that first. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So don't watch Netflix when I'm mad or stressed out because it won't fix it. No, it's, <laughs> it's going to hit pause and then you're just going to be still feeling that stress later. True. Um, what, what is some self-care tips that you think people should try and channel better? That's terrible English of me, but <laughs> oh, like, uh, well, self-care is huge though. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that helps the mental health side of mm-hmm. things as well. When we are taking care of ourselves, like for me, I know this sounds cliche, but I love a bubble bath. I really love it because I'm like, I, and I'm, I'll get wrinkly. Jen knows this because I'll tell her, I'll be like, I'm in the bath like a prune again. Um, Using the wrong kind of oils, right? Way too much. Yeah, way too much. (laughs) Really bad ones. Um, 
anyway so um, what are some other tips for self-care that you could give maybe I think the biggest thing I could say is because you can Google a million different like self-care tips or whatever. I've even got them on my website, but self-care has to be what makes you feel more like yourself. So it's going to be different for everybody. So start to ask yourself, like, does this make me feel better? Does it make me feel more Victoria, more Jen, more Jane? Like, does it make me feel closer to like that alignment or is it adding to my stress and making me feel a bit more frazzled? Right. And self-care is also not always easy, right? Like self-care is sometimes going to therapy, right? And like dealing with those big emotions so that you can get to the other side. So it is so different for everybody, but it is vitally important. So what if, okay, this is probably a loaded question. What if someone's self-care though, to do that self-care causes the stress to happen first? Like it's almost like, like for instance, what if someone's self-care was to go out and go to the library by themselves, right? And read a book by themselves in the library. That to them was their, their happy place. But what if their spouse was like constantly saying, no, you can't leave. Like I need help. You, you know how they have like blockers to get to that self-care. Mm-hmm. How would you tell people to get through that stress to get to that self-care? Do you have any advice for that? Because I think that we also put that stress on ourselves, telling ourselves, oh no, you like I do that with my bath. I'll be like, no, yeah. I need to do the laundry. No, I need to do, there's always a block in the way. Yeah. Do you have any advice for them? those? Those blockers aren't going to go anywhere right? There will always be more laundry. There will always be another task. There will always be something productive you could be doing, right? Mm -hmm. But it is very much that if you don't add the fuel to your tank, everything else suffers, right? So you might be doing the laundry, but you're like ruminating over all the stress that you've had over the day, or you might be sticking around to help out your partner, but like you snap at them and you're really rude and that causes like a knock-on effect yeah. to the relationship, right? So you really need to do that fuel for yourself. It Like you, you've got to do the quote unquote selfish thing first so that you can be selfless for others. It has to be selfish first to be selfless. Amen. I'm writing that down because I actually <laughs> love that. It has to uh, let, let people write this down. You have to be selfish first to be selfless. Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on the podcast. Uh, we learned a lot and I, uh, I think now that my shingles are self-induced. <laughs> so I need to figure out my life here. Um, if anybody can find you or wants to book you or do anything like that, how do they find you? Uh, I hang out mostly over on Instagram at Stressless Ladies. You can also go to my website. Um, And then I think the most exciting thing is that my book is going to be out in the world in November, which I know is a while to wait, but like, it's basically a self-paced version of my coaching program. So like, you can do it for yourself. That's amazing. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, that's so incredible. Definitely like when it's ready, let us know the details and we'll definitely share it. Um, is so, so going to your website or your Instagram are kind of the best places. I'm mostly over on Instagram at stressless ladies. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And your podcast name one more time. Girl tries life. Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. And I hope that we have you back on again very soon. Well, thank you for having me. You You two are so much fun. Oh, good. We're glad that you were entertained. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thanks so much, Victoria.